At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. What does every grocery store aisle now have in common? Products that come in paper packaging. And we don't just mean the obvious ones like cereal boxes and juice cartons. From beauty products to boxed water, there are more opportunities to go paper-tarian than ever before. So why should you? Because paper comes from a renewable resource and can be recycled up to seven times. Simply put, it's the smart choice for the environment. And it turns out, the easiest choice for you. Learn more at howlifeunfolds.com slash papertarian. This is The Edge with Jonathan Von Tobel and Matt Humans on VSIN, the sports betting network. What's up, folks? Welcome into the Edge here on VSIN. Got a good show on tap for you today. Don't worry, we got plenty of college basketball. Jim Root's going to be with us, one of the three men weave. Uh, but it's three-man weave. We're going to talk a little Sweet 16. He's got three best bets we're going to go over. We're going to go over as much of the card as humanly possible here with Jim coming up in 30 minutes from now. But the National Football League never sleeps. Matt Humans, and, of course, we begin with the news of the day. Mm-hmm. Tyreek Hill. How about this? Kind of coming out of nowhere. Knew that the, the contract negotiations were underway between the Chiefs and Tyreek Hill. But hit a speed bump, and that turns into a new destination for the speedy wide receiver. Tyreek Hill, now a member of the Miami Dolphins in a massive, do we call it, blockbuster trade. First-round pick, second-round pick, and a fourth-round pick of this year's draft, plus fourth- and sixth-round picks in the 2023 draft. And just like that, Tua Tungavailoa has a brand-new weapon as part of an offense that has been completely refurbished by the front office in Miami. It's going to be interesting to see uh, how Tyreek Hill adjusts from playing with Patrick Mahomes to playing with uh, Tua. It's, uh, but regardless, this is a, you said a blockbuster, and that's right, because five draft picks, and not only that, Tyreek Hill gets a four-year, $120 million deal. Now, this, this money is becoming insane. For wide receivers to get $30 million a year, yep. it's resetting the market. Devontae Adams is probably like, wait a minute, maybe I shouldn't have signed uh, for what I did with the Raiders. Uh, <laughs> seriously. Uh, I think that now it looks like the Raiders got a great deal with yeah, Devontae oh, yeah, Adams. Absolutely. And, uh, I thought they got a pretty good deal anyway, but when he signed his deal, what, what was Devontae Adams' average, 23? 
Mm-hmm. Uh, I think 23 million. And a lot of people will say, "Wow, that's a lot to pay a wide receiver." How about 30 a year for Tyreek Hill, and give away five draft picks? So, I don't know if this is going to work for the Dolphins, but it's a bold move. And I think if uh, you're all in on Tua, you have to do something like this to uh, help him out because he needs some help. So, uh, man, this NFL offseason has been insane. I'm gonna. Talk to a few bookmakers, obviously, and uh, write about this for Point Spread Weekly next week and um, how some of these win total numbers and uh, futures might change in the betting market because all this stuff that has gone on in the offseason. And uh, one team that's been strangely quiet, the Patriots. Yep. You know, a, a team you and I were hyping going into last season in the a- AFC, not doing much in this offseason uh, while a bunch of other teams are making bold moves. Well, and after after an offseason in which there was kind of an outlier, right? They we were active yeah. in free agency. They were adding pieces left and right, trying to kind of refurbish sure. everything. And this year it looks like they're pretty keen on running it back just with what they had. Uh, but you got to improve, especially when the teams around you, namely Miami, are improving. You know, I, I think there's, a, there's still a sentiment that maybe the Patriots are the second-best team in this division. But I think at this point right now, just given the personnel, I still have my reservations about Tua as a quarterback, but given the upgrades along the offensive line, Teron Armstead, too, by the way, right, goes to the Miami Dolphins along that offensive line. So just given the upgrades that Miami has gone through, at least in mm-hmm. terms of personnel, uh, you, you have to make the Miami Dolphins the second-best team in this division right now. Uh, probably. Yeah. I, think, I think you probably do. And uh, I, I noticed that Caesar Sportsbook – Moved the odds on the Dolphins to win the Super Bowl from 70 to 1 to 40 to 1 after the Tyreek Hill deal. Uh, odds to win the AFC from 35 to 20. And uh, to win the AFC East from 7 to 1 to uh, 4 to 1. The Jets also apparently had a deal in place for Tyreek Hill. Mm-hmm. Buffalo Bills just uh, spent a ton of money on Von Miller for some reason. I'm not, I'm not quite sure why the Bills did that. But everybody in that division is uh, trying to make bold moves in the AFC East and uh, – it's going to be interesting to see what the Patriots do in the draft and the rest of the summer. Yeah, and, and then there's the match, as we kind of touched on there. The Sorry, uh, Devontae yeah. Adams' contract averages $28.5 million. I, I thought initially it was twenty three, but okay. it says here in the story $67.5 million fully guaranteed. So who knows uh, what the actual average is, but I yeah. guess it's closer to twenty eight. Um, in terms of at least a statistical matchup between him and Tua Tungavailoa, this is where it gets interesting, right? Because if you look at it, Tyreek Hill is a deep threat. He's a speedy guy. Uh, but he can also, of course, do a lot after the catch. Last season alone, oh, yeah. 44% of his targets came on 0-9 to nine yards downfield. This is according to Pro Football Focus. He caught four touchdowns, yards after catch, 257. He also had 28 targets, though, of 20 or more yards downfield, right? Mm-hmm. Patrick Mahomes can do that uh, with him. Tua Tungavailoa had a total of 29 attempts of just 20 or more yards downfield. Field. And when you're talking about some intermediate routes for Tua, these are throws 10 to 19 yards downfield, five touchdowns, six interceptions, a PFF grade of 62.5, nine turnover-worthy plays. You know, so when Tua is you know, trying to challenge ball downfield a little bit, this has been kind of a problem for him, and we have seen that throughout his career. So how he fits yeah. with Tua Tungavailoa, I think, is going to be a fascinating watch. As an offensive coordinator, you've got to find a way to make it fit. You, you, yeah. uh, you get – Tyreek Hill the ball on short throws, whatever you can do to give him a chance to be explosive with the ball in his hands because he is. And that's why you're giving him $30 million a year and giving away five draft picks to get him. I think uh, the angle that not many people are going to talk about immediately about this story, JVT, is really important. What does it do to the Chiefs? Yes. Because we're talking about the team that's been dominant in the AFC for the last uh, four or five years, and uh, especially in the AFC West. Mm-hmm. Brings the Chiefs back to the pack a little bit. A little bit closer. The Raiders, the Chargers, the Broncos all feel like 
they got a much better shot now to take down the Chiefs in that division. And if uh, you look at AFC West, I don't think you can make the Chiefs. Uh, I don't think you can make the Chiefs. Uh, major odds-on favorites to win that division like they have been in the past. I mean, if you if you made the odds for the AFC West last year, you're, you're laughing. Okay, how, how big do we make the Chiefs? Minus $4, minus $5, how big do you make them? Right now, I don't even think you make the Chiefs odds-on favorites. It might, they might be around, here you go, uh, bet MGM plus 135. I was going to say around the pick'em range or plus 120, something like that. They're, they're no longer, in my mind, odds-on favorites to win that division. Yeah, I know. I completely agree. And, and by the way, odds-on favorites means a minus number. I, I hear a what? lot of people no, miss... No, it was just a favorite. A lot of people misspeak about that, even on this network. Odds-on favorite means <laughs> you are... Odds-on. It's over 50%. Right, right. So you'd uh, be a minus number. Chiefs <laughs> right now plus 135 at BetMGM. Um, and here's the other thing, to your point, because I agree. I, I actually... The more fascinating part to me is... Kansas City Chiefs minus Tyreek Hill coming off of a year in which Patrick Mahomes arguably had the worst year of his career outside mm-hmm. of his one start as a rookie right. back in 2017 where his turnovers were up, right, where he was forcing plays downfield, where plays were, where teams were dropping back in coverage more. No well, question. now you don't have the usual – you still have your comfort blank when you're tight end, Travis Kelsey, but you don't have Tyreek Hill. And how many times mm-hmm. – how many plays have we seen of Patrick Mahomes extending the play, rolling out to his right, and finding a shrieking Tyreek Hill across the field? I mean, the touchdown – you and I have discussed it during – the AFC was it the, whatever they played the Bills everything melts together the divisional round yeah right the the touchdown that Tyreek Hill caught between three defenders that turns into a touchdown where you look like ah oh, forty yard gain nobody else good. is making that play nobody, nobody no. no other receiver in the NFL is making that play right so like what that means I agree yeah. with you like what this means for Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs because there are there are smarter people than I who talked about. This offense is going to look a lot different once Tyreek Hill is gone or mm-hmm. once Kelsey decides to retire because he's been flirting with that. Now we're going to start to see it. And I'm really fascinated by what that means for Kansas City. I am too. <laughs> uh, it brings the Chiefs closer uh, to the pack. Back, I'm yep. not going to say completely back to the pack in the AFC West and then the AFC, but it does. Uh, it's, the gap has been uh, narrowed quite a bit, let's put it that way. And um, <clears throat> as long as Travis Kelsey's still out there, the Chiefs can surround Mahomes with enough wide receivers. I don't think the offense is going to look dramatically different, but. It, it's not going to be the same without Tyreek Hill, the most explosive wide receiver in the NFL. I mean, that's why you give up five draft picks and pay the guy $30 million a year. I wouldn't – personally, I would not uh, trade away five picks and pay him that much money, especially for a guy who's been a bad character off the field. Mm-hmm. I don't like to see guys like that get rewarded, but this is a win-win business. <laughs> it's a win-at-all-cost business, and uh, obviously the uh, – the Browns and the Dolphins have made statements like that here in the past week. And here's the thing, too. So you bring in, because as we know, the Chiefs did go get Juju Smith-Schuster, but he's, from a production standpoint, has steadily declined each of the last three seasons. Right. And now some of that might have to do with the quarterback, so we'll see if Patrick Mahomes changes things for him. But it's a downgrade at this point right now for Kansas City. Oh, that's City. a downgrade. So I mean, this Tyree Kill is the fastest receiver in the league, the right. most explosive uh, playmaker. And Mahomes, as great as he is, he's had the number one tight end and the most explosive wide receiver to work with in that offense. Yep. Travis Kelsey's getting older. Tyreek Hill's not on the field. So I think the angle to the story that's uh, even more fascinating to me than the Dolphins is how does it bring the Chiefs back to the pack yep. and change that offense? So bringing this back to the team that, that is, I think, front and center for everybody, the Miami Dolphins, 
you know, there's there's quite a few times where in the offseason, right, you look at the team who has won the offseason, made the big splashy moves, and I don't mean to be a pessimist, but more often than not in futures markets, I'm looking to play against them, right? Sure. Because these numbers are going to get wildly inflated. The Bengals going into next year are going to be certainly a team to look at just because you're going to get some really high numbers for a team that just made it to the Super Bowl and lost. Mm-hmm. Dolphins are right at the top of that list now, too, because out of everything that has been figured out for this team, two would talk about lowest still a question mark. Next year, I mean, we're talking about all these mercenary quarterbacks, humans. Next year, once the next big guy hits the mark and he's looking for somewhere, Miami's going to be at the top of the list. But you're talking about Teddy Bridgewater, Tua Tungavailoa, this quarterback rotation. I'm just still not sold on this team being like a 10-11 win type of team and competing for a Super Bowl. Miami. No, I'm not either. I'm not either. And And you know that win total is going to be 9.5, 10, something like that? We haven't even talked about Mike McDaniel. He's a first-time head coach. And uh, we have no idea how good a head coach he can be at this point. So I'm not going to get carried away here and predict great things for the Dolphins in that offense. Uh, it's a bold move. I give Miami credit for that. But, again, I'm more interested in how this tightens, tightens the race in the AFC West, which is a is a uh, going to be a fascinating division to watch, especially since the Raiders have added Devontae Adams. Don't forget the Chargers have added Khalil Mack, the Broncos, Russell Wilson. I mean, it's insane what's going on in that division right now. I think you got to call the uh, AFC West the best division in football. Yeah, you absolutely do. And who um, – I, I keep forgetting this. Um, oh, um, who did the uh, Raiders add along the edge? Chandler Jones. Yeah. Right? So it's not just the offensive acquisitions sure. that they did. Uh, hey, very we haven't even had the draft yet. Yep. The draft uh, is about a month away here in Vegas, and uh, that's going to be good too. But the Raiders don't have a first round. And, and the shift there to Miami Dolphins, at least over at DraftKings, 35-1 to 1 to win the Super Bowl. And uh, right now – and these are courtesy again – of DraftKings on the screen to 20 to 1 to win the AFC. So we will see. We've got plenty of time until football season, but of course, always front and center. All right, when we come back, uh, we get a little bit more into basketball. First off, the NBA Magic at the Garden last night. Trey Young does it again. We also got to talk a little bit about the uh, games later today. Got some breaking news in terms of personnel that's coming up next. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. 
Hey guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. We got a great episode coming up. Picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all. But here's a preview of this week's episode. Do you think it's more embarrassing to dye your hair or to have hair plugs? I don't think either are embarrassing if you're not trying to conceal it and act like you didn't. Okay, so you think if you just come out and go, I got hair plugs... Yeah, like check out these hair. Pl- I mean, don't just walk around. Hey, tapping. Hey, hey, stranger. I don't want you thinking this is natural. You know, but I mean, <laughs> do you, you have to do that with everyone you meet? Try to act like they. Uh, you know what I mean? Yeah, but I mean, like, like John Cena got him. You know, when John Cena came back to wrestling, he had a bald spot, and now he doesn't. Mm-hmm. You think he should be required in all interviews to say, "Look, by the way, I covered up my bald spot." Yeah, I guess it's weird. I mean, you don't wear a sign or like put a sign in your yard, but all right. So, what about toupees? Those are the most obvious. I but let's like. say you're like Bill Self and you can get it to where it looks good. His is magical. I don't even know if his is a toupee. It is. Though. I think he went into the future and had a procedure we haven't even discovered yet. And this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. This is The Edge on VSIN, the sports betting network. Sweet 16 is here. Grab a five-hour energy to stay alert and watch all of your favorite games. Or if you stayed up late to see that intense overtime contest, take a five-hour energy shot in the morning so you can energize your day. With zero sugar and an unbeatable blend of vitamins, nutrients, and caffeine, it's the perfect pick-me-up for getting stuff done. Go to 5hourenergy.com to find over 15 flavors to choose from. Flavors like grape, tropical burst, cherry, and more. There's a flavor for everyone. Get a five-hour energy today. I need one. Need one. I gave you my last one the other day. I'm regretting it. Should have should have kept it. That was your last one. My last one. I didn't realize Kinda that. I wouldn't have taken it. I would have given it back to you. You got any, uh, any five hour energies? It's sitting in my refrigerator. By the way, next uh, segment I've got a quick fast food story to tell. Ooh, okay. I'm so in. You, you have you had a bad fast food experience yes. two nights ago, right? Yes, I did. It was not good. Uh, meat Marnicky struck me hard. All right. Let's go back to last night really quickly in the NBA. Only four games, but two things worth talking about here. First off, last night, the Atlanta Hawks take care of business against the New York Knicks. Needed a late push. It looked like they were actually going to blow this thing against the Julius Randle-less Knicks, but Trey Young does it for him. 45 points last night on 13-25 shooting. Had eight assists as well on only four turnovers. And how about this? According to ESPN Stats and Info, Trey Young with his 30-plus points scored. Look at this. 30 or more points scored in the last four games at MSG. That would be Madison Square Garden, including last year's playoff series. Tied for the second longest 30-point streak by a visitor at Madison Square Garden <laughs> since the current arena opened in 1968, trailing Kareem Abdul-Jabbar's streak of five. That includes the postseason. Magic at the Mecca. I do think when guys go in there, they, they want to raise their level of play. They want to steal the stage. Because it's such a big stage in New York, and it's like you and I were talking uh, off the air. It's not just the uh, media. Uh, you get so much media attention when you go in and you uh, dominate at the Garden. It's the fans, too, the taunts from the fans yep. and things like that. And it's been the same uh, since I covered the NBA in the 90s. Guys love to go uh, to the Garden and have huge games. And uh, Trey Young, I think, is really starting to uh, enjoy that. Oh, it was especially tying into the playoff series. He loves, last to, he year. loves to get into it with the fans too, right? Did you see? Yeah. Um, so there was a uh, there's a video that popped up courtside of the game last night. Trey Young walks over to uh, defend his man in the waning seconds of the game, and he re- he sees a fan. And he reaches over 
and holds an L out like this. He goes, hey, hold that real quick. <laughs> tries to hand it off to the fan. Uh, he loves it. Also told the media afterwards that it wasn't that loud in the building. So if they think it's a nice little rivalry between Trey Young and the, the uh, Knicks fans, yeah. we know how last year went. But, so the uh, next time he goes in there, the crowd's going to be off the hook. They're going to be loud. We're going to show you what loud is. Okay. I was going to say, it's allegedly like that every time. You know, that's the thing is, uh, when are the Knicks going to be good? (laughs) I mean, legitimately good. It's uh, it's very rare when that happens. What are you talking about? Donovan Mitchell wants to play there now. I don't think he does. That's what New York media tells me. I read that report right after the report that was uh, speculating when they could get Carl Anthony Towns from the Minnesota (laughs) Timberwolves. So. It's every year, man. LeBron, he's going to play at the Garden. <laughs> now, I will say, out of all of the things, the one that seems the most likely is if the Jazz flame out in the postseason this year, mm-hmm. there are very strong rumors that that Jazz thing is going to fall apart. But if you're Utah, you have a decision. Which one of your – and this sounds surprising because he's mm-hmm. seven feet and like a million – you know, he looks like old just because he's giant. The two young stars, Rudy Gobert or Donovan Mitchell, who do you pick? Well, that's – It's easy, Rudy is, Gobert. Is that a serious question? <laughs> Uh, I think it's from a – if you're including front office, ticket sales, all that stuff, the easy question, the easy it's answer Mitchell. is Donovan Mitchell. It's Donovan yes. Mitchell. He's a superstar in the league. I mean, he'd be a lot bigger in a major media market too. Yeah. And, I, hey, I like Salt Lake City. If you ever grow up there, it's very picturesque. It's scenic. Okay. It's, not, it's a much better lifestyle than what you would get in New York, which is a rat race. But uh, Donovan Mitchell, I think, would be such a bigger star, hyped up by the media if he were in a different market. Yes. He's incredible. Mm-hmm. But you really don't see that many jazz games in the national TV spotlight. You well, don't hear him talked about that much until the playoffs. When the playoffs come around, you get plenty of Donovan Mitchell hype. You just don't hear much of it during the season. Was the, and when was the last time the, the Knicks had, like, an electric guard? Jeremy Lin? Right? For uh, a two-week stretch? Derrick Rose. I mean, that's what I'm saying, right? Like, that's how it's been. <laughs> They've been hurting for, like, top-tier guard play right. for a while. So, yeah. So, we'll see if that ultimately happens. But, yes, Donovan Mitchell is the latest star uh, to be tied to the New York Knicks. Although, yeah. I think it's the uh, the Knicks who are doing most of the tie-in. I think so. Um, also, from last night, very quickly. So, this is getting uh, pretty bad for the Chicago Bulls. 126-98, to the final score last night. Milwaukee very discouraging just, here. Yeah. You know, I, I keep waiting for the Bulls to make some sort of push, and they're going the opposite direction. They get blown out by the Bucks, and that's nothing new. No. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. I thought you were going to add to that. Yeah, Bucks 14-1 versus the Bulls since January 18, 2018. Matches the best record for one NBA team against another since that date. It's a minimum of 10 games. Hornets are 14-1 against the Pistons over that span. A little bit of trivia. Uh, that one loss was just a couple of weeks ago. Kelly Olynyk with a uh, fallaway baseline jumper to uh, beat them in overtime. Uh, 76ers <laughs> over the Bulls and 76ers over the Hornets as well. Uh, those have been some dominant runs. but the, And this is the thing, too, with Milwaukee because they've just yeah. been pasting the Bulls. This year, too, they just they don't have any personnel, and not many people do, but they just don't have a similar body to even throw at Giannis Antetokounmpo. Giannis mm-hmm. continues to just kind of be terrorizing them uh, on a night-to-night basis. But this, for me, outside of the domination of Milwaukee over Chicago, which has obviously been very long, and again, yesterday, 25 and 17 for Giannis, it's the fact that, as you mentioned, Chicago is just two games out of the play-in tournament right now. A team that was in competition for the first seed in the Eastern Conference yeah. is fighting for their lives to stay into the top six. Very disappointing. I expected more from, from the uh, the Bulls, and obviously we're not going to get there in the MVP with uh, DeMar DeRozan. No. Not that he's played poorly. You just have other guys who are, who are really um, 
playing at the superstar level, and he's kind of st- taking a step back a little bit. Yep. And uh, look, injuries are part of it, and you see the Eastern Conference odds are twenty to one to win the Eastern Conference. It should be longer at this point, given the flaws of this roster. Mm-hmm. And Patrick Williams did come back the other day and um, ended up playing yesterday, but only eighteen minutes. He would theoretically be like a body you could throw at Giannis, but he's not fully healthy yet. Alex Cruz is back. It doesn't look like Lonzo is coming back anytime soon. So maybe the last ten games, you just want to get into the tournament. And see what happens, because then you'll be fully, you know, somewhat healthy without Lonzo Ball. Uh, but having said that, this does not look like a team that I would be fearing if I was any one of the top four, we'll say, in the Eastern. Conference. No, it kind of feels like kind of feels like the Bulls peaked maybe a month, yeah, uh, somewhere around Super Bowl, right when Demar Derozan was going on that run, right, like seven, eight games. Yeah, it seems like the, they peaked, and now they're on the decline. But uh, I still think the Bulls could, you know, they could win a series in the playoffs if they get the right matchup. But man, the East. Uh, East playoffs are going to be very competitive top to bottom. Oh, I mean, it's a bunch of like similarly power rated teams. Mm -hmm. Like that's the tough part. And even a team like Miami, who's two games ahead for the number one overall seed. Congratulations. You might get Brooklyn. (laughs) I don't want to see that. I don't want to see that because I like the heat to win the East. But the last thing you want is Brooklyn in the first round. Right. You don't and, want that. And when you have home court, because that means more games of Kyrie Irving than not. Yeah. Like, it's going to be terrible. So. Uh, you know, they've got to get this, uh, these COVID measures straightened out in New York, by the way. The baseball season's about uh, to start. It's, what? Not, it's not happening. Why not? It just, I'm just reading reports and like one of their, I, I can't remember the fancy title, but they just hired somebody in a health, like a head of health department or something like that. And the comments were very vague. It's like, ah, you know, we haven't really set benchmarks as to win, like what the numbers we want to see to repeal this kind of a mandate. You know, be patient. What was his name? Bozo the Clown? No, it was oh, not. Okay. <laughs> it was not. So the Mets and the Yankees are about ready to start the season, and there's a bunch of players who are not going to be able to play home games. Uh, and you're like out, it. and you're outdoors. Well, that's. Look, I'm not a scientist. That that is one that I, I scratched my head on too. Was, well, isn't it an outdoor? That's I just what, think it's yeah. nonsense that Kyrie can't play in home games. He can see, he can be there though. He huh? can sit on the bench. So, yeah. So what's the difference? <laughs> uh, so here's the article. Anyway, by the way, this yeah. is what I was talking about. Uh, this is from Newsweek. COVID vaccine mandate for private sector employees that is preventing Brooklyn Nets star uh, guard Kyrie Irving from playing in home games, and that could impact New York Mets and Yankees players, as Human just mentioned, um, is in a quote indefinite requirement. The city's new health department commissioner said on Friday, Dr. Ashwin Vasan, who started in his new position earlier this month, said at a Friday briefing, this is last week, that the city has not set any benchmarks that would lead it to reverse the mandate. In his previous job, he was uh, working the drive-through at Taco Bell. <laughs> Either way, it doesn't. Like I actually just talked about this on Sunday on the uh-huh. Harvard handicappers thing, and my whole deal was: look, like just handicap them as they are. Stop talking about Ben Simmons coming back. Stop talking about Kyrie Irving coming back in mm-hmm. home games. Oh sure. Like this is how you handle them going forward. And by the way, they're on the road today. They're a two-point favorite against Memphis. They're seven zero and one ATS in their last eight games since Kevin Durant comes back on the road, mm-hmm. uh, because right, Kyrie Irving, and Kevin Durant are pretty good together. Yeah. And that's ultimately going to happen here. The guy who gets overlooked in all this is Seth Curry, too. He's great. He's been outstanding. When the trade happens, nobody really mentions it. We talked about it a little bit, but I said, don't overlook Seth Curry in this trade. That's the type of guy, shooter like that, who's uh, really important to the way that offense operates. The 76ers are clearly missing him because they're trying to figure out who their closing lineups are going to be. And I'll tell you, the other piece that's important that nobody cares about because he plays center, the 76ers desperately miss Andre Drummond. Like, their minutes without Joel Embiid are a nightmare. With, with Harden on the floor by himself, they're out getting outscored by nearly six points, every 100 possessions. Yeah, defense rating like 124, 125. It's an absolute nightmare. And their center behind him is Paul Millsap and DeAndre Jordan. They have nothing. So, yeah, it's, 
it's been um, – that trade was pretty good for the Nets, and we'll see what's going to happen moving forward for Philadelphia. And they have a matchup later tonight against the Los Angeles Lakers. And by the way, very quickly, because we have more on this on Best Bets, unfortunately, um, personnel news, LeBron James not going to play tonight against the Philadelphia 76ers. We had a huge night against the Cavs, and he's going to just take the night off. Yeah, it's not like they're take desperate the and need wins and are sitting in – Well, LeBron showed you <laughs> in Cleveland how good, you know, in that yeah. performance against the Cavs, how good he can still be. I, I don't think there are any questions about LeBron's level of play. It's just the Lakers in general. Oh, man. All right, we'll come back. Uh, we'll get back to college when we uh, return. Jim Root, writer, co-host, three-man weave podcast, going to be with us. We'll get his thoughts on the ensuing Sweet 16 matchups, including that Texas Tech-Duke. It's going to be fantastic, and he's got to play on it. This is The Edge on VSN, the sports betting network. Wendy's Breakfast is the official breakfast of March Madness. Every day, choose from Wendy's stacked starting lineup like the Breakfast Baconator, Croissant Combos, and Hot or Cold Coffee. And like any great team, Wendy's is bringing the Breakfast Legends. Oven-baked, sizzling bacon, fresh cracked eggs, perfectly seasoned breakfast potatoes, and a simply OJ to bring it home. Make a fast break to your nearest Wendy's drive-thru and pick your Wendy's Breakfast, the official breakfast of March Madness. Choose wisely. Choose Wendy's. All right. We move into college basketball now. Jim Root is nice enough to give us some time today. Uh, He's all over the place. Uh, hell, he's all over this network, too. Uh, you can find all the work, though. Three Man Weave and uh, Field of 68 as well. Really good daily best bets pod throughout the college basketball season. Jim, good to talk to you, bud. Let's get right into it because we don't have much time. Uh, let's go with the uh, matchup humans and I are most excited to watch here. That would be Texas Tech and Duke. And I know you got something. Uh, I'll ask you this to open. Were you surprised that odds makers opened this up Texas Tech minus one? Because we were both expecting a Duke one, one and a half. Yeah, I was a little surprised. I, even if just from the sense that I expected money to be on Duke, because hey, let's let's allow people to bet on Duke as a favorite, even if you think it should be Texas Tech minus one. I, I thought that we would see the Blue Devils favorite, uh, but that that's not deterring me. Uh, you kind of hinted at it. I'm a, I'm a Red Raider guy here. If you want me to launch into the, to why, I can do that. Uh, yes, I would actually like to, and tie in uh, some, and I'm sure you will, but one of the things that I think has bothered me, even though I like this Texas Tech team, I have a ticket on to win the tournament, has been the inconsistent offense, and we've seen that pop up now a couple of times uh, in this tournament. But, yeah, give us your analysis here on what you like. Yeah, I guess we can start there. The Texas Tech offense is not very good, and they're facing a, a team that has a, the physical uh, specimens to match up with them. Like, they're not going to really beat Duke in one-on-one ISO ball where Duke has really struggled defensively is off the ball teams that run a lot of screening action, a lot of cutting. Uh, they can get kind of lazy and, and, and forget about their assignments. It's not a huge part of the Texas tech offense, but I think they can take advantage of it a little bit here. Uh, since the start of March, if you filter Bart Torvik for, for those games, Duke's played seven games and they rank 191st defensively. Like that's how bad it's been. Uh, they, they've been, been gashed by everybody. And then the other end, this is by far the best defense that Texas tech has, or excuse me, that Duke has seen uh, the most turnover uh, forcing defense that Duke has seen. Uh, I think it's just going to be a whole different ball game for a team that at this point in coach K's career, isn't running a whole lot of game plan specific type of offense. It's very, we do what we do. We think we can out talent you and against Texas tech. That's I don't believe that's going to work the way they wall off gaps, the way they take away the paint. Uh, it could be a chore for Duke to get buckets in this one. One of the greatest coaches of all time, Matt, not really making a Mark Adams. Oh, anyway, one thing, um, 
I'm not crazy about with Texas Tech in this matchup, uh, Jim. And uh, I've talked about this a lot, and you did alluded to it too. Duke is not really that good at defending the three-point line, obviously. But can Texas Tech exploit that? Michigan State last week hit 11 of 22 threes. The Spartans are not a great three-point shooting team. So if Texas Tech can exploit that weakness, I'd like that a lot better. Here's the way I'm going to bet this game, Jim, and uh, I've, I've talked to a couple of other people about this as well. I like Tech in the game, and I think the odds makers are uh, begging for Duke money here, making Tech a, a one-point favorite. How yep, about, I'll be on, I'll how be about on you bet well. Tech – why bet Tech here when uh, Tech falls behind? Let's say Tech falls behind four, five, six points in the game. You grab a better number with Texas Tech, and I think that's a better way to play it because I, I don't see any value here in laying one or minus 115, or even if you like the Duke side, taking plus one. Tech's not going to come out and lead this game wire to wire. I don't think Duke's going to come out and lead it wire to wire. If you have access to live betting, I think that's a much better way to play this game. Yep, I buy that. Uh, I, I would be shocked if either team went wire to wire right. in this one. Uh, I also kind of like the first half. Um, I, I just think both teams will be kind of, especially Duke will be shocked to see a defense of this caliber. Uh, and then Texas Tech offense has the issues of its own. Uh, and I don't want to deal with the end game stuff. So, yeah, first half under is, is a slight lean for me as well there. Okay. All right, let's talk about Providence because uh, for the last – I'll say month, six weeks. It's all about fade the Friars. Now a lot of people are jumping on the Providence side. And uh, Jim Providence in nine games is a dog this season. Eight and one against the spread with seven outright wins. Kansas a little bit shaky against Creighton last week. Jayhawks' defensive deficiencies were exposed in that game. Uh, Do you want to make too much out of that or not? How are you going to – how are you going to attack this Providence-Kansas game? I'm thinking about taking eight here if I can grab it before tip-off on Providence. Which side do you prefer? Yeah, I, I took the plus seven and a half, so I'm with you. I, I think Providence is just too well-coached, too experienced, too used to these these big games and uh, some of the, the the comebacks that they've made. I just don't see them getting blown out here. I know they've been blown out three times this year, uh, but it's just, I don't think it's going to happen in a tournament setting with everything on the line. Their their average age of their starting lineup is north of 23 years old. Uh, Like you said, Kansas just gave up over a point per possession to a Creighton team missing its two best players. Uh, They basically had four guys capable of scoring offensively, and they still did it pretty efficiently against the Jayhawks. So I, yeah, I, I think Providence hangs around, I uh, basically thrown out numbers with them. I mean, the, the shooting splits from their Richmond game, they don't make sense. Richmond could not make anything shot quality scored. That is a Richmond win despite Providence winning by 28. So I think they've kind of broken some numerical systems with, with their experience and, and their tenacious play the physical. So yeah, I, I'm riding the dog here plus seven and a half. I think they keep it close through the end. Jim Root with us. All right, let's go to the uh, last game on the rotation before we get to the other. 637-638, Cyclones and Hurricanes, a great ma- a great mascot matchup. Hurricanes open initially as a one-point underdog, now a two-and-a-half-point favorite with a total of 133. Are you going to actually match up here and go against the great, the one and only T.J. Otzelberger? I am. I am. I, I, I feel... You know, I don't like doing it. He's from right around where I am, my neck of the woods in suburban Wisconsin. So I'm sorry, TJ. I got to do it. I just do not like the matchup for for Iowa State at all. Uh, Defense is all predicated on forcing turnovers and making you uncomfortable. And Miami has that guard trio of Wong, Moore, and McGusty that take care of the ball. And, And not just take care of the ball like Wisconsin did. They punish you. If you're gambling, if you give leave them exposed lanes to the basket, I, I think Miami's gonna take advantage of that. Get some easier layups, get some kickout jumpers against this defense. 
And if you don't turn the ball over against Iowa State, that short circuit's their best route to offense, too. They want steals. They want to get going in transition. In the half court, they are dire. It's really, really bad. They don't have a lot of shot makers. Uh, so I, I think Miami just is is a poor matchup at this stage in the tournament. Despite being a 10 seed, uh, I, I think that's kind of going to expose what Iowa State wants to do here. Agree with you there. It was curious to me that Iowa State opened as a one-point favorite. Uh, Westgate yeah. Superbook Director John Murray says, as soon as the Cyclones open minus one, sharp money on the Hurricanes, who are now minus two and a half, so the favorites flipped in that game. Uh, Jim, how do you view this uh, Houston-Arizona matchup in San Antonio with the number one seed only a one-and-a-half point favorite against the Cougars? This is maybe the toughest one I've had in this round. There's been a couple tricky for me to handicap, but, man, I see some some real uh, interesting matchup angles for both uh, both sides. Arizona just played kind of a, a similar team to Houston in TCU and how TCU gets after the offensive glass, how they wanted to pressure uh, a little bit defensively and make Arizona uncomfortable. And obviously the Wildcats didn't respond great to that. They gave up 20 offensive boards, needed a huge three from their All-American to go to overtime and then survive the OT period. But uh, so I could see that helping Arizona in that it, they recognize what would happen if they play poorly against this kind of matchup. But it also just does expose some flaws. They're not a great defensive rebounding team. They're more just kind of bigger and hope they're going to reach up and get those boards. They don't box out that well. Uh, but on the other hand, Houston just played great against a bad pick and roll defense in Illinois. They could really move Kofi around and, and Jamal shed kind of tore them apart. Arizona is a much better pick and roll defense. Coloco and Vallo, those two big guys can switch if need be, or they can just be a little more mobile on the perimeter, not giving so many openings to the Houston guards. Uh, so I'm torn. I have a slight lean towards Arizona just because I've been higher on them all season, but I have yet to bet this game, and I, I don't know if I end up uh, well doing it at all. All right, let's go to the first one on the rotation really quickly in our last 90 with you, Jim. Uh, Gonzaga and Arkansas. Is there a point where Arkansas becomes a bettable side? Because this is now up to 9.5, showing no signs of stopping the move toward a Gonzaga team who has yet to cover in this tournament. Yeah, I'm, I'm probably going to take the 10 if it shows. Uh, Arkansas, I think their guards can get downhill against Gonzaga's kind of weak perimeter defenders. I think that's, again, something that's been exposed over and over against uh, Alabama, Duke, St. Mary's, and all their losses. Uh, I think guards were able to get into the paint consistently. Uh, I'm worried about Arkansas's interior defense. Jalen Williams is only one man, and he's not a great post-up defender as the numbers grade him out. So I think Timmy and Holmgren could have some pretty big games in this one, but uh, I think Arkansas can score enough to keep up. So I kind of like the over as well at that 155, pretty high number. Uh, and then leaning towards Arkansas, the dog, especially as the number continues to grow. All right, man, we appreciate the time. What do you got going on for Sweet 16? I, I know you're a very busy dude. Yeah, I was uh, too busy last weekend, so I'm still recovering. But I think I'm going to try to get down to the strip, see a couple of these games. Plus, we got big U.S. soccer this weekend, so I'm all over both of those. Oh, Matt's all over U.S. soccer. He just lost me right <laughs> Jim, <good talking laughs> thanks. thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Jim Root again, part of the three-man weave. Uh, I was going to talk soccer off. No more soccer. Nothing? Nothing in any way whatsoever? It's important for our country. Let's take a break. All right. right, We'll come back. uh, Last couple of minutes. uh, Best bets. We'll take a look at the NBA card again. Another big one. Each one of these schedules uh, on this NBA card as we move closer and closer to the regular season's end are more and more important. We'll discuss that more when we come back.
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. This is The Edge on VSIN, the sports betting network. Are you ready for a fresh start? We mean a real fresh start with lasting change. Take the Zen 10 Challenge. Switch up the way you've been enjoying nicotine. Available in a variety of tastes and strengths. Zen Nicotine Pouches deliver smoke-free and spit-free nicotine satisfaction. Try Zen Nicotine Pouches for 10 days or your money back. Your fresh start is here. Pick up a new hobby like archery. Take the Zen 10 Challenge today <laughs> at Zen.com slash 10. That's ZYN.com slash 10. Zen Nicotine Pouches are only for adults 21 or older who use tobacco currently. Warning, product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. I'll pass on archery. How about bowling? You like bowling? Uh, I I I'm gonna. I don't know if this is an unpopular opinion. I don't enjoy bowling. Like I don't think really? it's a fun sport at all in any way whatsoever. I like the aspect of drinking and mm-hmm. watching people struggle at bowling. And I'm not the worst bowler in the world. I'm also nowhere near the best. But I just don't enjoy bowling. Okay, I, I figured you were a bowler. You kind of look like Fred Flintstone. It's kind of insulting. Um, <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of which, great scene. There's a lot of people out here. Um, How about pool? Do you play pool or darts? I, I like pool. Nothing, okay. uh, nothing yeah. better than a Saturday night after a, you know, a couple hours of the watering hole going down to the pool hall and shooting. That's right. Love it. Absolutely love okay. it. Okay. I do too. Yeah. All right. What else? We can learn more about each other, huh? Let's get the best oh, bets. Okay, right. Last night you played the Knicks. Yeah, I got is, in, I was well, a little bit surprised, but yeah, a bad number. I understand why you played it. So Trey Young took over at the Mecca. Well, I did, and I got NBA'd, and I got NBA'd here again tonight. So the Knicks plus one and a half, and then an hour, actually less than an hour after I make the bet, uh, Julius Randle, ah, sore quad tendon, not going to play. Uh, same thing happened here today. Lakers plus seven and a half against the uh, Philadelphia 76ers. I had a whole thing presented and ready for you about the bench unit and the backup center 
center and all these things, LeBron James isn't going to play tonight. Mm -hmm. uh, he has been questionable every single game since the uh, All-Star break. You figure out, oh, what the hell, you know? He's questionable. It happens every single day. Uh, but the day I decided to back the Lakers in a spot against the struggling 76ers, who are 2-5-1 ATS in the last eight games with James Harden and Joel Embiid on the floor together, well, he's not going to play. So up to nine and a half. So actually not the biggest bump in the world. See, I was a little bit surprised by that because maybe the seven and a half is already shaded to, hey, LeBron might not play. Yeah, but I thought this number would go up to 10 without him playing. Uh, and it might. You know, by the time you get the tip off, there will probably be enough to push this up to 10. And as I will say, right, uh, with this team, this 76ers team did the other night with James Harden and Joel Embiid on the floor and lose to the Toronto Raptors who did not have OG Ananobi or Fred Van Vliet out mm -hmm. there for them. So it's not a given that they're going to go into Los Angeles and cover a big number like this. And it is, again, worth pointing out, as I mentioned, the backup minutes, and it's not even just backup center. Whenever Embiid leaves the floor, even the minutes when Harden is out there, they are bad. They are not good. Mm -hmm. They are Piss poor defensively. They cannot stop anybody within four feet of the basket. It's going to be a struggle in those minutes. So that is something to keep an eye on there. Uh, but with that, the Nets and the Grizzlies still feel pretty good about this one. No injury report has popped up. That has said neither Kyrie Irving or Kevin Durant is not going to play. So laid it here with Brooklyn. I mentioned in passing what we were talking about this in the uh, beginning of the show. The Nets, just to me, I have been betting on them since Kevin Durant has come back when they've been on the road. It's just worth backing them when they have Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant out there together. Here again now, they come into this 7-0-1 ATS in their last eight games on the road with both Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant playing on the floor. Right. Uh, it's just worth backing here, I think, until we see a very big adjustment. And, by the way, John Morant's not going to play today. Now, Ooh. there is an argument to be made that because they are statistically better without John Morant on the floor, then maybe it's not worth that big of an adjustment. But still, yeah, they are. How about that? Better net rating by almost two and a half points without John Morant on the floor. You think he's that weak as a defender? Yes. He is. is he? Yeah. I mean, they're still really good with, with him out there. Like, they're still outscoring opponents by, like, 5.1 points per 100 possessions. Like, they're still very good. They just become elite defensively when he's not out there, and mm -hmm. that makes the biggest difference. So, no shade, no shade toward John Morant. But anyway, um, yeah. Kevin Durant just, uh, Durant just had a lot of great things to say about John Morant. Loves him. I guess that's as an offense player, not as a defensive player. No, it's not. He also uh, told Carl Anthony Towns to calm down. Carl Anthony Towns recently called himself the best shooting big man in NBA <laughs> history, to which Kevin Durant told him, hey, come on, like Dirk Nowitzki did play basketball. KD's pretty good, too. Well, yeah, he is. I don't K know if he considers himself a big man, though. Well, he's 6'11". <laughs> that's very true. <laughs> a low-post player. Okay. All right, what do you got? NCAA tournament, three uh, plays. Same, I, I have not added anything here. Like I said, I, I kind of want about Texas Tech, but I just don't. I see no value in minus one, minus one fifteen. Uh, Duke's explosive offensively is going to have a lead at some point in this game. So if I bet Tech, it's going to be live betting, where I can, you know, hopefully catch four points or more at some point in that game, and I'm pretty confident that's going to happen. So the only pregame bets I have as of right now. Michigan plus five against Villanova. St. Peter's plus 12 and a half in North Carolina, which I bet a little bit of plus two and a half, and I bet a little bit more at uh, plus three, minus 125. Uh, just because we're not completely sure what Johnny, G or not Juzang, uh, Jaime Hawkins' yeah. status is going to be with that right ankle injury. And I, I still think Hawkins is going to play, but if for some reason he doesn't or he gets out there and he's ineffective, North Carolina plus two and a half or three is going to be a really good number because Hawkins is the MVP for that team. And Johnny Juzang would have to take over and have a huge game if UCLA were to take out North Carolina at that point. I hate to say it. I don't have any super strong opinions on the Sweet 16 games. A lot of yeah. times people want to say, hear you say, I love this game. Uh, and I wish I did, but I don't love any plays – uh, right now, I'm probably going to love some plays in the Elite Eight, depending on how this plays out. Also, some props. I have uh, 
that have carried over from pre-tournament. Kansas to win the Midwest, a plus 215. Now Kansas, I believe, is about minus 150 to win the Midwest. I got that future ticket on them, so I'm pulling for the Jayhawks every round now. Let's go. Arizona, tournament wins over two and a half. Basically a coin flip game against Houston to get over that number, and I'll be lucky to get the Big Ten to push on 11 wins. Certainly didn't help to have Iowa and Wisconsin knocked out early, but the Big Ten's got nine wins and two teams left. Uh, I think the biggest uh, the, the biggest ticket I got hinging right now is Arizona at 30 to 1 and 40 to 1 odds to win the whole thing. So I'm not sure what to do with this Houston game. If uh, I hedge a little bit on Houston or what, I hate to hedge at this point in the Sweet 16, but man, this feels like a dangerous game for the Wildcats. I, I mean, we talked about it yesterday, and Jim brought it up again today. When you're giving up 20 offensive rebounds to TCU, yeah. and then you get Houston coming in, like this is that's a really tough ask because Houston is great on the offense. Well, another game. thing I'll say, there were a few guys, Tabellus, uh, Carissa, there were mm-hmm. there were guys who were no shows in that game against TCU that typically are big time players. Chris has shot one for ten from three. He's got one foot. I'm, well, I know. He's coming back from the ankle injury, and obviously he wasn't healthy. I wasn't even sure he should have been out there. Right. And he shoots one for ten. Arizona was five for 27 from three in that game. I think this might be a little bit of an overreaction to how poorly the Wildcats played aside from Ben Matherin on the offensive end against TCU. Mm-hmm. The, this Arizona team's got such a high ceiling. It's got a higher ceiling than Houston. Are we overreacting to what happened on the offensive end against TCU on Sunday night or not? Because Arizona with those three big guys should be able to control the front line against Houston, even though the Cougars are physical, they're great defensively. I think the two most fascinating matchups to me in this round, Houston, Arizona, Duke, Texas Tech. Yep. But I don't, and I don't think you're, you're overreacting if you're coming into this week going, Arizona's going to give up more than 20 offensive rebounds to Houston. No, I don't right? think that's going to happen. But if you're uh, coming in thinking that's going to be a problem against a much better rebounding team, then uh, yeah, you're not overreacting in any way whatsoever. Well, TCU was playing really well at the end of the season. I, oh, yeah. Know, it's not, oh, they came back I, against Texas, right? Won that Big 12 tournament. I expect Arizona to play much better against Houston than it did against TCU Sunday night. I kind of feel like uh, uh, that was about as bad as Arizona's played, I think, in the last month or two months. Let's look at these Sweet 16 betting trends. Steve Mackinnon has these in Point Spread Weekly, which is out today. In games with a favorite of eight points or more, the under is on a 24-7 and run in the Sweet 16 round. These are all Sweet 16. 24-7 when a favorite is laying eight or more. Uh, the qualifying games, Gonzaga, Arkansas, Purdue-St. Peter's. I could see Purdue-St. Peter's being a low-scoring game. I wonder... Is Eric Musselman really going to try to run with the Zags for 40 minutes? Can you do that and beat the Zags? Can I would I? say no. I, I, when they it's going to be the, tough to yeah. do. Here's another one. Double-digit seeds are 14-4-1 and one against the spread since 2011, including 3-0 and last year. That would be Michigan and St. Peter's. Uh, Pac-12 teams are 13-22 and 22 ATS in this round since 2001, although they were 3-1 and one straight up in ATS last year. So the Pac-12 teams left, Arizona and UCLA. Mm-hmm. And again, as you mentioned, a UCLA team that could be missing a very key piece. Uh, all right, last 90 seconds, um, there are a lot of games on the board. Will you watch <clears throat> any NBA tonight, Matt Ewens? You're going to watch your Boston Celtics take on the Utah Jazz? I probably will because there's not much else on tonight. 
you get some minor college basketball tournament games and uh, could watch a golf replay, but I'll probably watch some NBA tonight. Yes, yeah. good schedule. That is, I think, at the top of the list of uh, watchable games. The number opened up six down to four and a half in favor of Boston. Total of two fifteen and a half. Interesting number. You want this really quickly on this mm-hmm. game uh, because you can understand Celtics coming off of a West Coast trip in which they win three one ATS, swept all the games from a straight up perspective. Uh, but Utah. They still don't have Bojan Bogdanovich. They still have Donovan Mitchell and Mike Conley and Rudy Gobert. But still, with those three on the floor without Bogdanovich, negative 4.5 net rating and an offensive rating of just 109. So they have not been very good. And now you get the best defensive team in the league in the Boston Celtics who are fully healthy tonight. So. That's a pretty good matchup in Boston. Oh, it's going to be great. What's the best late game tonight in the NBA? Uh, Well, it was supposed to be Lakers and 76ers. Uh, Considering late for the East Coast folks, I would say it is going to be Phoenix and Minnesota. It's going to be a pretty good one. Minnesota been playing good basketball, and Phoenix comes in 5-0. Straight up an ATS in the last five. All right, we're all done with this. My guys in the desert coming up next. If you missed out on any part of this show, your favorite shows, you know where to go. VEASAN.com slash podcast. We'll see you tomorrow. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.